Big Guts Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Commissioner Jay. Welcome you back to another season of great fantasy football. And today I want to talk about the quarterback situation that's out there this season. And uh, free agent cuts just happened yesterday. And uh, Cam Newton being one of the uh, big names that came out that was waived and cut. And a lot of people are wondering where Cam Newton is going to end up. I could personally care less. But again, there's a lot of people that are having that conversation. But today I want to talk about QB depth. And I wanted to mention uh, some of the teams that are out there that I think um, have some interesting situations. And I'm just going to kind of lightly go through some of these teams. Um, you know, there are teams out there like the Buffalo Bills that have Josh Allen and they picked up Mitch Trubisky. And, um, you know, they waive the other two players that they have. Uh, you know, Webb and Fromm are, are gone. And they believe enough in that one-two combo. So, again, not much to talk about there. Uh, I think Mitch Trubisky, if you are going to spend some time on him, I think he's an excellent second-string quarterback. I think he was never a, a number one guy. Flashes of brilliance could be good for small bite-sized pieces. But again, from a whole season standpoint, I just don't think he's that guy. But again, to fill in, if somebody, you know, hurts themselves or is tired, I think he's a great player. So again, you know, you look at the Miami Dolphins this year and the big conversation is about Tua Tagliavea. And, you know, Tua has Jacoby Brissett as his backup. And Jacoby Brissett has been kind of thrust into the starting spotlight as a starting quarterback. And, and he's another one of those guys that's a, a perfect number two guy. But I don't think he's a number one guy. And I think Tua, obviously, in a prove-it year, and there's a lot of things going on right now in Miami as, as Deshaun Watson talks are heating up again. The owner is, is uh, bone-hard about uh, trying to get Deshaun Watson on this team. And I think you'd be foolish to do that. I know the Buffalo Bills don't want to see Deshaun Watson uh, on the Dolphins. Um, but again, they're going to have to have some guarantees that this guy's not going to go to the slammer or be suspended by the NFL. And those are some things that I think are going to be tough to make that happen. But two was there. And I don't think he has to look over his back that Jacoby Brissett's going to steal his job. They got rid of Fitzpatrick. He went to the skins or the Washington football team, if you want to say it that way. And I think it gives a sigh of relief for Tua this year that he can kind of go out there and, uh, you know, just operate. And however he does, you know, will be the indication. But I think in Miami, I think that the Miami people are seeing that Tua is not the future of this franchise. And I think that's the conversation that you're not hearing. You know, he had a good camp. He looked decent in preseason. whoop de do. The owners, the coaches, the coordinators see something that they're not talking about. Now, I didn't think Tua was good, but again, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so of course, I think anybody in the AFC East outside of the Bills is crap. But I'll call it as I see it, and I'll tell you right now that, again, I don't think Tua is that good of a player. So again, I think they're trying to fix that situation and trying to go forward with that. You look at the New England Patriots, and again, getting rid of Cam Newton was huge. Uh Mac and cheese, Mac Jones uh, is the starting quarterback. And again, you look at Bill Belichick and you say, why was this done? Now, I don't want to say that Tom Brady and Mac Jones are in the same category, but they're kind of the same type of quarterback that how they play. Kind of pocket base can move a little bit to the left and to the right, but for the most part, they're going to stay within the hash marks and they're going to operate out of there. Uh, clean cut, follows directions, um, seems like the kind of guy that, um, this franchise had built an offense around with TB12 
and uh, Cam Newton kind of went against the grain with that. So it wasn't something that I think was um, conducive for Cam Newton. Plus, Cam Newton is a wild card. Again, he was uh, skipping balls off the off the carpet, and uh, you know people are like, "Oh, he was the better guy." I think you you look at the fact that Mac Jones was drafted. They didn't go up and get him. He fell in their lap. But you know this is something where you know Cam Newton, if he even stayed as the starting quarterback wasn't the future of this franchise. So why not go for it right now? Uh, you had a bad year last year. Uh, the Buffalo Bills basically kicked your butt. And uh, it was a nice feeling, by the way. And, you know, it was something good. But I think Mac Jones, even if he doesn't have a great season, if they see flashes of brilliance and improvement, then they're going to run uh, with that team. And behind him is Jared Stidham. And again, I don't think Jared Stidham is a guy who's going to be vying for that starting spot. So again, there's no pressure. And I think if Cam Newton was still on the team, he is a very polarizing person with a big personality. And I think that that would be a problem for um, Mac Jones. So again, time will tell uh, to see what, what that looks like. You know, you look at the Jets, Zach Wilson, and then they got Mike White. I mean, Mike White's not vying for anybody's position. Uh, so it's not a big deal. Uh, Zach Wilson, it's going to have a long year. And um, he's shown some, some really good signs of life. Uh, but again, this Jets team, I don't think is going to the playoffs. Um, but they're going to win more and they're going to look better. I think Soleil is going to have them in a really good spot, um, you know, for there. You switch over to the, the Baltimore Ravens. Again, it's, it's Lamar Jackson's job point blank. So I'm not even going to talk about them. You look at Cincinnati, it's Joe Burrow's job. Again, you're not going to talk about that. You look at the Cleveland Browns. Again, it's Baker Mayfield's job. And you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Big Ben obviously secured the position. Could be his last full year if he makes it, and that's a big if. You got Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins uh, behind him. And Dwayne Haskins, they're trying to keep this guy on life support to try to keep him in the NFL as, as a viable option. I just don't think it's there. And Mason Rudolph, I think, is a great backup player. And th that's the thing about NFL teams. If you can identify the quarterback that is a good backup quarterback, I think Mason Rudolph was never a number one, but he's a great number two. And the sooner that teams and players figure out that niche, I mean, of course, if you're a quarterback, you want to be the starter. You want to be the guy out there. But again, it's one of those things where uh, Mason Rudolph's a great backup. But the Steelers have to figure out when this season's over what they're going to do. And it's not going to be Mason Rudolph's show. Uh, they may have Mason Rudolph in there if Big Ben can't handle the season. Again, we added one game to the season. So, again, it's even longer. And Big Ben looks good in the beginning. And then age starts to rear its ugly head. And you're starting to see Big Ben falter. So, again, you'll see what will happen, you know, with that piece. The Texans. And I laugh when I say the Texans because talk about a dumpster fire. Talk about a, a condom with a hole in it. This team is shot. And you got Tyrod Taylor. For the record, it's Tyrod. But now he wants to be called Tyrod. Anyways, he's a great backup quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. So already, Deshaun Watson, they're not going to put him on the field. He doesn't want to be on the field. He doesn't want to be on the team. He wants to go to Miami. Uh, don't know if he's going to be in prison or not. Again, uh, you look at Davis Mills, the backup. Um, come on, guys. 
this team needs a quarterback. You know, does Cam Newton go there? Probably not. Uh, but obviously his name's got to be up there. But again, you have a, a second string quarterback starting right now. You got Davis Mills, who I don't even think is a good backup quarterback. But um, this is a team that needs to to go out there and get somebody. Uh, they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. And uh, with that being said, they're probably going to go after a quarterback. And that's just kind of how it is. Um, but again, they are, are behind with that. So uh, word on the street, too, is that if Deshaun Watson does get traded, the Texans said they don't want their quarterback. So, like, again, if let's say, for instance, for some crazy reason, Tua who I think isn't the guy for this team. They know this. They trade for Deshaun Watson. They don't want Tua. They don't see any value in Tua, which I think is kind of funny. Um, but again, that, that's kind of how, how they are. Uh, you look at the Colts. The Colts are interesting, in my opinion, as well. You know, you got Carson Wentz that came over from the Eagles. And Carson Wentz, I think, from a change of venue standpoint, got Frank Reich as the quarterback, I think is in a really good spot to uh, benefit from being in this team. But Carson Wentz does Carson Wentz things. And you got the COVID situation. You have the injury. And, uh, you know, Carson Wentz says the right things, but doesn't really do the right things at times. Again, has flashes of brilliance, has a high ceiling, really could do some great things if he could stay on the field long enough to make those things happen. Uh, Jacob Eason and Sam Ettinger, uh, they tried to sell to the, the public that these two guys could have been viable options at quarterback. They are not. Um, they're going to have a tough time as even backups uh, in this league because, again, you know just as well as I do that they're not uh, number one material. So if Carson Wentz isn't the guy, Frank Reich's team's going to have a hell of a hard year. They're going to have a hard year anyways, uh, their wide receiver situation seems to be banged up where, um, you know, again, you know, Michael Pittman's a good receiver. Um, Ty Hilton's out right now. I think they got Zach Pascal. So they're going to really have to try to figure it out. And uh, Jack Doyle, their tight end, uh, again, should be getting uh, a few balls thrown his way. But again, Carson Wentz doesn't have some real viable options. But again, if he's not the guy, this is a team that's going to have to go out into the draft um, or via trade. And again, you ask yourself the question, does a guy like Cam Newton, does he fall somewhere into the realm of the Colts? I don't know if that's the case, um, but again, he could be a viable option. And again, the sooner that Cam Newton realizes that he is past the point of number one and number two, it'll be that much easier for the league to accept him. He's a big personality and he can fill in very nicely for some players in short, bite-sized pieces. Um, you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's Trevor Lawrence's team. Uh, you've seen the friction between uh, Minshew mania and why Minshew went to the Eagles kind of surprises me because again, uh, Minshew's Jalen hurts is the guy. So Minshew says, Hey, I don't want to be a number two. I don't, yeah, I don't even take a crap cause I don't like number two. And it's like, okay, but you're going to be the number two. Now does, does Minshew think that Jalen hurts is going to fall flat on his face. He's going to be able to step in. Maybe, maybe, maybe Minshew didn't like Urban Meyer. Maybe he didn't like being in Jacksonville and likes cold weather. I don't know what the reason is, but he's now part of the Eagles uh, situation and maybe has a better chance uh, because again, they are all in for Trevor Lawrence and, you know, again, rightfully so Tennessee Titans, 
again, it's Ryan Tannehill's show. We know that. Um, you look at Logan Woodside, and again, he's not going to be tearing down any walls to try to get the starting position. Uh, I don't think that Ryan Tannehill has to worry about that whatsoever. Um, again, he was a guy that I talked about you know, years back when he was on the Dolphins, and I said, Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback, but he's a guy that is in the wrong team. He's in the wrong system. And I go, the change of venue for quarterbacks, and we're seeing it a lot this year, is going to do well. And then Ryan Tannehill became a good quarterback. And though the NFL and a lot of people, and even in fantasy, don't give him the credit that they they really should, um, I've seen something funny this year that uh, Troop, uh, Lenny Brock, drafted Ryan Tannehill after giving me all kinds of grief that last year I picked Ryan Tannehill and he goes, this guy's not good. And then he started to divulge some of the numbers and started to look at it and said, wow, this guy really is good. Now they picked up Julio Jones. And even if he's a decoy or uh, again, they're going to spread it around. Tannehill is in a pretty good situation uh, nonetheless. And they're not looking to change that. Now in Denver, that's a little bit different because they got Teddy Bridgewater. And again, Teddy Bridgewater's a guy I drafted last year, and I like Teddy Bridgewater. He's a game manager. He's a guy that's not going to put you over the top, but he's a guy that's usually not going to get you in trouble. He's a safe bet, and, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that can be in the safe bet category. And you looked at Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, and Drew Locke flashes of brilliance. Teddy Bridgewater can have some monster games, or he's going to throw for 2 to 250 every game. He's a good quarterback. But is he a great quarterback? And I don't think there is a great quarterback on this team. But this is a situation in Denver. And if you're John Elway right now, you have to be thinking of what your long-term plan is. Because, again, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to fit into your long-term plan. But by them selecting Teddy Bridgewater as the starter this year, that kind of told me that Drew Locke is not part of their future plan. And, again, they could have made some trades this year. They could have went out and got a guy, and they didn't. So the fact that they didn't um, tells me that, again, Drew Locke is a guy that possibly can come into some games, but I don't think he's going to be the, the starter for this team, and he's not the future of this franchise. Um, so, again, Teddy Bridgewater might be a nice stopgap until they find somebody on this team, but I'm not sure. Kansas City, I'm not even going to talk about it. It's Mahomes' uh, job to lose if he gets injured, uh, but I don't see that happening. Uh, he's got the spot. The Raiders, Derek Carr. And it's interesting that Derek Carr has survived as long as he has. Uh, you got Marcus Mariota um, that's kind of was in the conversation, kind of a similar product, uh, but uh, Derek Carr has been talked about, you know, Deshaun Watson's name has been filtered out there to say that he's going to take over. And I can see Deshaun Watson on the Raiders. I think he'd be a really good fit. But Derek Carr is still a solid, viable quarterback. And again, he's not great, but he's not bad. He's just good. And uh, again, he has been quiet and said, hey, I'm here. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, you know, you look at the Braylon Edwards, Willie Sneed, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs, Zay Jones. I mean, they've got some decent prospects, uh, but they're still waiting for that bona fide, solidified number one. They just released John Brown. He said, I, I got to get the hell out of here uh, for whatever that reason may be. Um, but time will tell. And Derek Carr, you know, has um, Darren Waller as his tight end, and that's a money play right there. But 
we'll see what happens this year with with uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders. Again, being in a division that has the Chiefs is is always a tough thing. Uh, but you know, it's something that this team has got to have to look at. And um, again, the Broncos defense pretty stout. And again, if their quarterback situation with Teddy Bridgewater is good enough, then um, yeah, I think that they're going to be in a pretty good spot. Uh, the Jaguars, again, some people are all in on the Jags uh, with Irvin Meyer. I am not. Uh, still the Jaguars, in my opinion. So, again, what are you going to do with that? And um, Derek Carr, the story will probably be more of the next year conversation before anything else. Dallas Cowboys, well, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Mr. Campbell's soup, Dak Prescott. Look. I'm going to say it here, say it right now. Something's up with Dak Prescott. You've heard it a bunch of times. There's rumblings. Look at the left hand. He's in great shape. But in the right hand, they're trying to make a contingency plan because I don't think his arm is right. And they're trying to sell jerseys. They're trying to sell ticket sales. They're trying to sell the league that Dak Prescott is fine. And if he is, man, I'll tell you what. Dak Prescott had a phenomenal end of the season before he was injured. Uh, but I just don't think he's right. And I think that's something that the Cowboys have to keep in mind because, again, uh, Cooper Rush is not going to be the guy that's going to come in and save the day, um, just so you know. Again, Cam Newton's name has been mentioned in that realm. And, uh, again, you know, with a big personality being in, in Big D, I think that could really work, um, you know, for that team as well. So, again, time will tell because, again, if Dak Prescott is injured, or has some kind of lingering injury, which I think he has. I really do. And, again, Jerry Jones is never going to tell you his hand, and uh, Mike McCarthy is going to do what Jerry Jones says. That's a very ownership-based control, and Jerry Jones runs that ship. Make no mistake about it, Mike McCarthy is a puppet in that game. And, uh, again, no one's saying anything about that. You look at the Giants, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes it's a proven year for him, and, and everybody in the league's got to know that. Um, Mike Glenn's the backup, and again, he's a great number two guy. He's a guy that can fill in for short amounts of time and do some things. But again, Danny Dimes has got to prove this year. Now, people are saying that he's going to have a Josh Allen upside. I don't even think Josh Allen thought he was going to have a Josh Allen upside. Maybe, maybe he did. I know I wasn't, and I was pleasantly surprised, and I am so all in on Josh Allen. But the, the thing with Danny Dimes is he's got falters. He's got mistakes. And the Giants are saying this year, you got to put up the numbers. We got Kenny Galladay. We got Sterling Shepard. Squan Barkley's back. You know, we're in good shape there. Uh, but again, if he doesn't do it, look for this team to make a move um, this year. Uh, because again, that's a tough thing because they don't have a guy behind them. And um, again, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts got the number one spot. He's our guy. Um, Nick Sirianni said, hey, look, you know, we, we believed in him all along. Gardner Minshew was on the team. And again, that's an interesting thing because, again, he's really the type of guy that wants to stay as a number one. And I think Gardner Minshew is a hell of a number two. And I think that when Gardner Minshew realizes that he's a hell of a number two, um, you know, it's a great thing. And again, for the Philadelphia Eagles, whatever they said to, to him, I think is great because again, if Jalen Hurts falters, I think Gardner Minshew could come in in a mop-up role and do good things for that team. Um, you look at the Washington Redskins, and again, uh, Fitzmagic running wild, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's been around the league, you know, 
more than a, a used bath towel. He has just got around, and um, he's the starting quarterback. And I love Fitzmagic. I mean, that beard, that that personality is is infectious, and the team loves him. Everybody loves him wherever he goes. So he's a good for this team. Is he the future of the the Washington football team? No. Is Tyler Henneke, Hinchke, Heineke, whatever the hell his name is, is he the future of this team? No. So this team is going to have to go out and find somebody, um, you know, for this team. And again, there's some names that are floating out there that could eventually be part of it. Um, but again, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to manage this year and the expectations and hopefully vie for the division. Uh, it's going to be a tougher year. Again, the NFC East was a dumpster fire last year. And this year, I think that they're going to be a lot better. Uh, that's just my opinion. Again, switching over to the Chicago Bears. Again, it's been talked about so much on, on, on social media and NFL networks that why is Andy Dalton starting? I don't know. But I think that Nagy's looking at the fact that the Red Rooster is going to be able to play his games, and if he falters, he has no one to blame but himself, and then they can bring Josh Fields in and not look back. Again, Andy Dalton is a perfect number two quarterback. And again, I say this again, he's a guy that sooner than Andy Dalton realizes he's a number two, he's going to make some team very happy because again, he has flashes of brilliance. Let Josh Fields throw the ball, get crazy, get running, but he's a running quarterback. So, you know, if Josh Fields gets hurt, Andy Dalton would be that guy. And Andy Dalton, I think is humble enough that he can actually take over in that second string spot. Um, however, I don't think he'll be there next year, but that's just me. Um, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Lions. If there's ever a team that was the pit of sadness, it was the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff got dealt a bad hand. Okay. He got some expired baloney. Okay. He is the guy who was traded to the Lions from the Rams. And they believe that Matt Stafford's the guy. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Jared Goff, and then you got David Blau and Tim Boyle. So they can't even say, well, Jared Goff is going to suck. Let's take the other guy, next man up. It's Jared Goff, unless he gets injured. And Jared Goff is going to be under a wealth of pressure, and I just think that he was a Mark Rippon-esque type player. And what I mean by that is Mark Rippon, when he played for the Washington Redskins, and they went to Super Bowls and stuff like that. He was, you know, looked at like Mark Rippon's the guy. Well, Mark Rippon had the hogs. He had great running backs. He had great wide receivers. He had great tight ends. He was in a, in a system that was successful, and he was just one of the cogs. When he went to the Colts afterwards, Mark Rippon failed miserably because they didn't have a good team. Okay, and I think Jared Goff was a product of that. I think I think Jared Goff was the guy that was in the Rams system. The Rams had all the other pieces except for him. And that's why they brought in Matt Stafford, and they've said that. So all the naysayers on Jared Goff, including myself, he's going to have to prove to people that he is the guy. Okay, um, and that's a lot of work to do because this team has got issues. Um, but again, he's a guy who would make a hell of a backup quarterback. He's not there yet. After this season of getting kicked and kicked and punched, he may change his mind. Green Bay Packers, you got 
Aaron Rodgers. And the interesting part about Aaron Rodgers is he says this is his last year. Devontae Adams said this is his last year. He said he's going to be out. Jordan Love looked good in preseason. Jordan Love looked good um, in training camp. Jordan Love is the guy that's going to be the successor for them. Now, that's not to say that they won't go out and get another guy and create another whole Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers situation. Because again, I'm not 100% sold on Jordan Love, but I feel better now seeing his body of work. Again, Aaron, you know, slight tosses for interceptions in preseason, just hurling the ball up there is some stupid moves. And again, it's a rookie type thing. It's not a rookie. And he's learning under one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. So again, Jordan Love may not be the guy when Aaron Rodgers leaves, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, more to come on that. And um, Kirk Cousins, you like that, Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is a guy that's kind of like, he's, he's better than good, but he's not great. He's there. And he's got a product of a good situation with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and, uh, or, you know, Irv Smith when he comes back. Um, Kellen Moore is the backup. And again, he's a second, third string kind of quarterback. So again, Kirk Cousins' job is safe um, at the moment. But again, the Vikings are going to have to kind of take a look in the future and rub the crystal ball and kind of say, hey, we got to start to think of put a guy in behind him because, again, this league can be tough. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Atlanta Falcons, again, Matt Ryan, they have to look at the forefront and figure out what they have to do. Uh, again, Felipe Franks is not going to be the guy that's going to take over. So they are going to look at the draft to try to, to do that. And I think Matt Ryan, this will probably be his last year. Carolina, again, prove it year for Sam Bradford. He is going to have to figure out uh, if he's the guy or not. P.J. Walker is certainly not going to take his job. But certainly Sam Darnold did look good. And I think he's the type of guy that the change of venue from the Jets to Carolina is going to be awesome. And I think he's going to have a good career. The Saints, again, you have Jameis Winston and you have Taysom Hill. I don't think Taysom Hill was a starting quarterback. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Jameis Winston can hurl the rock and he can throw it hard. I think that's going to be a good situation. But I think neither one of them are the future of this team. Look for them in the draft next year to go after a guy. And speaking of going after a guy, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, TB12 is playing. But is Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask going to be the future successors? No. They have to go out and get somebody because TB12 is going to get long of the tooth at one point. He's got to stop being good at some point. I don't know when the hell that's going to be. But when it does, this team's going to have to figure that out. Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, enough said. I mean, I think Kyler Murray is the guy. Uh, Colt McCoy is behind him and doesn't vie for that position. Kyler Murray has monster upside, and I think he's going to. Uh, I think it's going to be a good situation. LA Rams picked up Matt Stafford, and I think this is one of the most perfect scenarios. And again, Sam Darnold on Carolina I think is pretty nice, but Matt Stafford on the Rams I think is sexy. And I think that Matt Stafford is going to have a hell of a year, and um, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Tyler Higby and whoever's in the backfield are going to have a great season to do this. Um, there is just nobody behind Matt Stafford. It is him. And again, if he goes down or doesn't do well, again, they're going to have a tough year. The San Francisco 49ers, again, Trey Lance, you heard it here first, is going to be the quarterback at some point. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo gets a starting job in the next day or two, and they're going to like what they see from him enough. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be good until he's not, and then they're going to put Trey Lance in there, and he is going to run with it. 
look for Jimmy Garoppolo to get traded. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good enough quarterback. He's better than a lot of those guys, Jared Goff, um, and other people that are out there, that he could be a great starting quarterback in the right system. And uh, again, there'll be injuries and there'll be time to do that type of thing. Uh, but Jimmy G wants to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers this year, and I think he should be. More to come on that. And uh, finally, um, the Seattle Seahawks. And again, Russell Wilson's the guy. There's no sign of Geno Smith taking his job. Um, Russell Wilson did talk about wanting to leave and uh, didn't. So again, but he's the guy. But again, in in summary, I mean, looking at the teams, there are a lot of starting quarterbacks that are out there. You know who they are. And then there's this two quarterback system. And I think a lot of these guys don't want to tell themselves that they are not number one material anymore. And I think sooner that they, they look inward at themselves and say, hey, I know I could be a hell of a number two. I can complement a playing team and uh, really step in, uh, the easier it's going to be. This team, uh, this NFL can be rough on quarterbacks. Um, it can be rough on any really position. But again, um, this is something of an ego thing. When you're a starting quarterback, the world is your oyster. And I think a lot of these teams um, aren't willing to have that conversation. The quarterback kind of has to figure it out for themselves. And I think a lot of answers will be figured out this year, but I, I don't know if there's enough quarterback depth out in the draft this year. So we'll see. Um, again, it will be interesting. Hopefully this year is not full of injuries, uh, but answer some questions. Well, that's all the time I have for now. Hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't, go fuck yourself. Talk to you soon. See ya.